Welcome to the Womb Happy Hour with Lorraine Giordano. It's time to connect with your feminine energy center, your own body, to achieve anything that your heart desires. It's a discussion about a place you may have not discussed so much, the place down there. Now, here is your host, Lorraine Giordano. Hello, welcome to the Womb Happy Hour. I'm your intuitive energy healer with a soft spot for the womb, Lorraine Giordano. I hope you're having a peaceful day, and if it's not so peaceful, take a few moments or minutes to uh, take some deep breaths, place yourself out of your head and into your body. It tends to be a powerful shift. I'd love to connect with you. Follow me on Twitter at Inspired2Health, and that's with the number two. You can like me on Facebook at Inspired2Health. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D-T-O, health. Louis giving me kisses. He's on my lap. Uh, you can connect with me on LinkedIn at Lorraine Giordano, and I'll spell that. It's L-O-R-R-A-I-N-E dot G-I-O-R-D-A-N-O. And you can also contact me at inspiredtohealth.net. I'd love to hear from you. And... Uh, Today's episode, it's just going to be you and me, and we're going to chat about the opportunity the, uh, the At Me Too movement has created. Uh, and so, because it's just you and me, well, it's really you and me and Louie, but um, this episode, we're going to break it down into, I'm going to share some of my musings on uh, my experience with Me Too. And then I'm going to talk about the solar eclipse and the chrysalis. And for those that aren't aware of the chrysalis, that is um, the transition state when a caterpillar becomes a butterfly. And by no means am I any expert on caterpillars or butterflies, but I do think um, the, the metaphor resonated a lot with me. And then I'm going to talk about uh, some ideas on on where the conversation can go. Because as courageous and as moving and as powerful as the uh, At Me Too movement is, I do think that there, the conversation, I haven't heard a lot about healing. I haven't heard a lot about um, the women and men um, who have gone through such trauma, sexual abuse, um, rape, uh, a host of, of uh, really tough things. I haven't really heard about healing. And so I think there's an opportunity for the conversation to open up into, well, in what ways is healing going on um, for this experience? Because, um, you know, it's great that the at me too hashtag is is growing and every day we're hearing more and more um, people speaking their truth and people shining a light on really painful and inappropriate behavior. Um, But where does it go from there? So I'm going to, I'm going to give my thoughts on that. And um, if you'd love to call in, that would be great to hear your your opinions. 
and I misplaced the number. So before break, I'm going to share the number for you to call in. Um, so yeah, so the other thing I'd like to say is that uh, I think what's as this Harvey Weinstein scandal, which kind of kicked it all off, uh, evolves, I think that, you know, this this just doesn't relate to women. It just doesn't relate to um, certain professions. You know, a lot of men are abused, um, children. um, And so for the purpose of this episode, I'm only talking about it from a female um, perspective. You know, I'm not a lesbian, I'm not trans. I'm not, um, I'm not a man. <laughs> so, and I know the context of that and the experience of it, it's nuanced and it's complex across the board. But, um, you know, I do think it's important for more and more people to, to share their truths and their experience uh, in order to create such positive shifts. Um, so, and I am a little nervous, I got to say, talking about this stuff Um not usually one-on-one, but for purposes of a radio show. So that's kind of interesting, and I'm going to acknowledge that. So bear with me. All right, so as far as my Me Too experience, because, again, I think there is uh, it's important for people to share their stories, um, I'm going to share a couple of stories. Um, and in light of uh, all this information and all the conversations that are going on, I think that um, what I didn't realize is that how many stories I really could tell. And so it's actually quite a long list. But for I don't I don't want to just talk about my experiences the whole episode. So I'm going to just point out a couple because I do think that there is. Um, it's hard to talk about this stuff. It's uncomfortable. It feels icky. It stirs up stuff. And so I worked in the financial industry. Uh, in my early 20s, I was in sales. So I was a young, eager, I'm going to break the glass ceiling. I'm going to sell. So in my early 20s, I was involved with uh, selling financial investment products as a broker. I sold insurance, I sold business loans, and that put me on the road and traveling around. So uh, with one of my senior managers, and this was in the 90s, he had a tendency of being kind of very handsy. So (laughs) at the end of the week, there would be, depending on your sales for the week, there would be an award. So you get a shout out. There'd be some document that listed your production for the week and a shout out. And so he, um, you know, I was a pretty good salesperson, fair uh, at the time. And he would call me, I would go up like different people would go up to, to get their acknowledgement. But he would tend to like shake my hand, pull me in and kiss me and put his hand a little bit too low on the nape of my back. So this was the type of thing that um, I was like, I can't believe this guy is doing this in front of the whole office because it was presented in front of the whole office. All right. So um, at a certain point, it got to the point where he kind of moved in closer and closer. So he did plant one on my lips and it was icky and it was a little too wet and it just completely, I could 
I felt completely grossed out. And so I remember having thoughts like, I probably shouldn't work so hard, so I don't have to deal with this guy touching me and embarrassing me in front of the office. But it was a kind of thing where <laughs> you're kind of like, well, if I do that, then A, I'm, I'm impacting my income, and B, what if he gets pissed at me? But it got to the point where it was so uncomfortable, I wound up writing him a letter. So I was in my early 20s, and I wrote the guy a letter, and I gave it to him, and I basically called him out and said he had to stop, and it was inappropriate behavior. And then, um, and then he called me into his office, and he's like, he kind of made it seem like I have 12 heads and I was overreacting, but he did acknowledge that um, if I felt uncomfortable, he didn't mean it. And then he, he did stop, but it, it was a very awkward, unsettling, and um, violating kind of dynamic that at the time I didn't really understand too much. So working on sales, going to see clients, um, I was selling some a product. I guess whether it's insurance, investment products, bank bank loans, it really doesn't matter. But I went to see someone in in um, the afternoon, and it was a follow up call, and there was going to be uh, paperwork signed to close the deal. So I went by myself, and it's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and this was a business owner. He had a storefront, and in the previous meeting, he had said that he was married. He was an older gentleman. I think at the time he was in his 60s, and he had kids, and his kids might have even been getting married. And um, so I go on this appointment, and I'm like, great, I'm going to close some, some business. So when I get to the guy's place of business, he winds up locking the door. So it's two o'clock in the afternoon, no one's there. Place is cleared out. Locks the door. On the table, he has his wallet with a wad of of money. You can tell it was like a, and there was thick cash with a clip on the table, the paperwork I had left. And we sat down and we started talking. So the conversation gets a little weird where he starts to say, um, I find you very attractive. I'm unhappy with my marriage. I'm miserable. I'm thinking about taking my life because I'm just so miserable. And I don't know what to do. And he placed a gun on the um, on the table. I was sitting across from him. And in my head, I was like, this is a messed up, twisted situation. And what do I have to do to get out of here? So uh, to make a long story short, I... And I, I kind of was so pissed because I thought I was going to help this guy with his business need. And he was, in a sense, thinking that he was going to, um, you know, get some get some of me by threatening to shoot me. <laughs> so I basically talked my way out of it. So he did try to, uh, he did try to kiss me because I stood up. I tried to like tell him that it wasn't worth it. And I tried to kind of be nice and compassionate while I was kind of getting my bearings on what I was supposed to do to get out of there. So anyway, he, <laughs> he does try to kiss me and I push him away. And I'm like, I, I scream at him. I'm like, I have to get the bleep out of here. 
don't touch me. And so, and then he wound up opening the door and I, and I was able to get out. But it was distressing because it's kind of like uh, if you're looking to support yourself, uh, hustling, especially in the financial industry, um, and you're, you come across different situations. And I guess my point in sharing this is that um, it does happen. I think it happens based on my conversations, talking to my friends and to some clients. I haven't come across many women where some incredulous, could be life-threatening, um, could be very damaging, harming situation has not happened to them. And so I think we have crossed a certain point now um, where real dramatic change needs to happen. Awareness, consciousness, we need to raise the vibration on this type of behavior because it's inappropriate and it's damaging and it, it really has a negative impact on people. And that's why I think it is important for for us to talk about healing as well. And on that note, I'm going to take a break and we'll be back in two minutes. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Visit InspiredToHelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at InspiredToHelp.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit InspiredToHelp.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting inspiredtohealth.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a forum of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, inspiredtohealth.net. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour. Hi, everybody. This is Lorraine Giordano. On today's episode, we're talking about opportunities for going beyond uh, and healing based on the the Me Too movement. And um, I shared some of my experiences. Uh, there are a lot. Those were a couple. Um, but I... I what I'd like to share also is that during these situations, it's very easy to, to kind of think to yourself, shoot or shit. <laughs> what if someone doesn't believe me? What, what, if, uh, what if I wind up getting fired for opening up my mouth? 
And what if that messes me up financially? Like, there's so many different um, considerations uh, by speaking your truth. Um, But I do think, now that I'm involved with energy healing work, um, there is a close relationship between speaking our truth, let's consider the throat chakra, um, our connecting to our feelings and our relationships, our self-confidence, and how we love ourselves. And so we'll get into that in a little bit more. But, um, you know, I mentioned just before that I have talked to a bunch of people. It, the story, this this movement has been ever-present in, in my uh, conscious. So I've definitely inquired a lot and um, tried to ask what people think, especially a lot of women and some men. And so what I find interesting is that when I ask, well, what do you think is going to, do you think there's really going to be dramatic change, like significant change? Um, The general response that I heard, and I'm paraphrasing, but the general response was, I'm not sure, but I really hope so. Um, So I think, you know, this, we're in a different kind of place than we've been before. Um, and I think there's a certain amount that um, people are incredulous and perhaps even maybe a bit cynical about, you know, the long lasting change or impact. Yes, Harvey Weinstein's never going to be, um, you know, in the place of power that he was before. And, you know, the toeback guy and all the other creeps who are coming out to light. But uh, how does this impact you and me? Like the everyday people who are who are experiencing this stuff also. Um, all right, so I'm gonna go to the solar eclipse because I've been thinking about it, meditating. Why? Why now? Why? What? You know, because these stories, a lot of these stories could have come out earlier, like years ago, um, and. They haven't. And so why now? And so it made me think. It kind of came to me. I think this has something to do with the solar eclipse that happened. um, That happened in September of 2017. So, and this is information from Forever Conscious. But I'd like to share it. So solar eclipses, if you're not familiar, um, it's when the light of the sun temporary is blocked. So there's temporary darkness. So like in uh, September, a lot of people bought those funky glasses to be able to see the eclipse. It was a big story. And now you don't hear that many people talking about the eclipse. But, um, you know, based on what Forever Conscious talks about, uh, the ancients, and I haven't talked to the ancients about this exactly, but the ancients believe that during a solar eclipse, the light of the sun gives way to darkness in order to be transformed. And it's an awakening moment and allows, in that darkness, it allows the sun to return even brighter and stronger in the sky. So there's more light. And... The ancients also believe that divine inspired information is sent down to the earth. And um, they make a point to mention that 
this enlightening, there's an enlightening message regarding the king. So now some might think, well, could that be related to, you know, for those in the United States, could that be related to the king of uh, Donald Trump? But maybe, maybe not. But I do think this, um, I think if you take a look at Harvey Weinstein, which kind of snowballed this whole uh, movement, and this movement started 10 years ago. Um, it started 10 years ago, um, and it's only become a phenomenon in 2017. So if you think of Harvey Weinstein, he was the king of Hollywood for quite a long time. And he has tentacles not only in Hollywood, but in the media and politics. He was a, he was a big dude, powerful dude, and now he's not. Um, so I think that in a certain way, um, we're becoming a bit more conscious. People are kind of, uh, owning their truth and sharing that in order to, uh, shift the tides. And I think there's other shifts going on, but I think that the uh, the eclipse <laughs> kind of ties into what we're experiencing now. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you want to call in, share your thoughts, share your stories, say hello. You can call me at uh, 866-472-5792. I'd love to hear from you. All right. So if you notice the episode title uh, for this week, it's in the chrysalis of... The Me Too. Uh, so, for those that aren't familiar, the chrysalis is um, is that transition state, and that's where I think we're at. We're kind of in this weird. No one knows quite. No one's exactly sure how this all plays out. The change that's going to happen, but going from a caterpillar to a butterfly. Obviously, this is a very uh, cliche metaphor, but I think it's very valuable. So in the caterpillar state, caterpillars stop eating, right? So they stop swallowing. We've just kind of reached a point where a bunch of people have stopped swallowing certain things that they've eaten um, for, for quite a long time. So they hang themselves upside down. And if this time period doesn't feel a bit upside down, then it feels like there's a lot of change going on. And it spins itself into a cocoon. So it goes dark. Um, And so it is that transitioning state because in order for a caterpillar to become a butterfly, it has to digest itself. And I think this is where the opportunity and the challenge lies. It's in that digestive process because when terrible, shitty, painful, traumatic, especially physical, sexual um, violations happen, it's very, it's very easy to kind of stay within the cocoon, within the chrysalis of the transformation process because it's very hard to digest that pain. It's kind of scary. Um, so 
the thing about it is that when a caterpillar goes through this process, there are enzymes that kick in, that dissolve, that enable the caterpillar to be dissolve. And there are these imaginal discs that kind of help create the transformation into a butterfly. So again, I'm not an expert on the caterpillar and the butterfly, but I think what's hard, as anyone who's gone through trauma, it's very difficult to digest that pain, to digest that shame, to digest that that uh, sense of violation. Um, and then at times, we get stuck in there. Uh, and we don't allow the the healing process to kind of take us through um, to the other side. And so that's why I do think within these conversations, within, you know, within social media, within conversations you're having with your girlfriends, with your boyfriends, like in cafes, in homes, I think the question of what have you done to help heal and understanding that there are healing opportunities out there that could help you. Um, because the darkness is sometimes scary. In that cocoon, it's not like the light's beaming in. It kind of gets dark and there's a whole bunch of uncomfortable things going on. It could be even considered gruesome, icky. Um, but it's important to allow the process to continue and trust that there are choices to be made in order to take it to the other side. So when we come back, we're going to take a break in a couple of minutes. But when we come back, we're going to get into, I'm going to share five or more. Sometimes when I say five, I get off track and I say less or I say more. But um, when I come back, we're going to get into well, Lorraine, what are some of these healing opportunities? Again, if you'd like to uh, join us when we come back from the break, please dial 866-472-5792. And I'm going to leave you with uh, a song, quotes from a song, and it's Peter Gabriel's Digging in the Dirt. So to me, we can't necessarily think our way out of this individually or collectively. I think we have to feel it uh, in order to really kind of create significant shifts. And we got to go through the muck of it, the, the dark side of it. And so I'm going to leave you with this quote. This is for real. Digging in the dirt. Stay with me. I need support. I'm digging in the dirt to find the places I got hurt. Open up the places I got hurt. Because the opening is possible. And it's so important at this time. And so I'll leave you with that. See you in two minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
Visit inspiredtohelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at inspiredtohelp.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit inspiredtohelp.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting inspiredtohelp.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a form of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, inspiredtohelp.net. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour. Hi, everybody. We're back. Uh, Lorraine, you're listening to the Womb Happy Hour. Uh, we're talking about the Me Too movement, and um, I left off with uh, digging in the dirt to find the places I got hurt, <laughs> open up the places I got hurt. Peter Gabriel song. I think that came out in the 90s. I'm probably dating myself a little bit, but that's okay. All right, so um, the one thing that I wanted to say is that I had a conversation with a good friend of mine that I've known so many years, and um, <laughs> we were talking about, you know, all these conversations uh, that are going on, and we kind of both, I, and to be honest, I didn't even realize this, but sexual assault is any type of sexual contact or behavior that occurs without the explicit consent of the recipient, um, so... And fondling, uh, so obviously for sexual intercourse, forcible sodomy, child molestation, incense, fondling, and attempted rape. Um, so I, I, I think that it's easy to think, oh, well, this is just what you have to deal with. This is how the game is played, and this is what I have to do to just kind of get by and not rock the boat too much and not have negative impacts financially, uh, relationship-wise, whatever it might be. So um, I think it's important that the more women speak up, and men too, but the more women that speak up, uh, there is strength in numbers. And so... I'm going to throw out the term tend and befriend, but I do think as one of the one of the interesting things about feminine energy uh, is that under stress, you know, everybody's heard of the fight or flight mode, but 
I don't think everybody's heard of tend and befriend. And so tend and befriend is um, <laughs> is when, and I'm trying to just come up with my definition so I don't muck it up. <laughs> but tend and befriend is also a stress response. And it's a stress response that's often... Um, it's often seen with women. Um, that's so funny. I can't find it. Okay, but it's it's often found as far as um, tending to a stress or trauma through befriending or seeking out strength in numbers. So a group of women coming together. And I think for where we are, um, I think it's important that people consider the ability to kind of find comfort and find solace and find strength through this tending and befriending. Um, That's kind of wired and it, it kind of goes to um, back in, you know, thousands of years ago, where within a tribe, if there is a situation with a mother or a child, the whole village kind of comes together in order to help. And so I think it's important for us to tend and befriend one another. So I do think that that's one opportunity to um to handle responses to threats. So, and it's not, it's a protection of offspring, but it's also a protection of oneself. So um, seeking out a social group for mutual, for mutual defense. And I think that the Me Too movement is definitely an example of that. And I'd like to give a shout out to all the courageous ladies that originally came out into Rose McGowan and um, all the other actresses who have uh, really stepped up. Um, and I think as far as tending and befriending, I think the flip side of that is women supporting other women. Because as an example, if you've been paying attention to the, to the evolution of Me Too, one of the women, Asia Argento, who is an actress from Italy, she fled Italy to go to Germany because of uh, the, she was berated and shredded by other women and men um, for her relationship with Harvey Weinstein. And I don't think that is um, compassionate, nor can anyone really understand how one other person feels in a situation of being um, of being violated in the way that she was. So, um, yeah, so tend and befriend. So I'd like to um, take the Me Too movement to the tend and befriend movement. So that's one one way I think there's an opportunity for healing because there is strength in numbers. I kind of touched on uh, being open to going to uh, sitting in the muck to the dark side. And that does require, as far as healing, healing is a intimate, personal 
journey. Now, obviously, there are other people that can help support you. Um, I support many women and men in their healing journeys. Um, but it, it, it's, it's as personal as it gets. Because um, nobody else feels what you feel or has experienced what you have experienced. Um, but I think that, you know, if you haven't talked to a therapist uh, or talked to someone that could help, why not? Um, I think it's about being curious in order to understand that things can get better, that you don't have to sit in the muck of your transition to healing. Um, and Because that's where in that muck, in that dissolving process, it's easy to kind of feel like a victim and, and feel um, to get distracted in all the ways that it shouldn't have been rather than kind of sitting in the dirt of it and the muck of it and seeing where there's an opportunity to kind of understand things differently or to raise your awareness to be more you um, in spite of what happened. So staying in the shadow of the possible future, it, it kind of robs us of feeling a sense of security and joy. So if we kind of kind of are unable to kind of get past that that experience and even that feeling of like, oh, maybe it was my fault, um, I would kind of transform the my fault into my experience. Because it is ultimately at the end of the day, each person's responsibility to, to kind of um, have the courage not only to speak up, but to go deeper and, and to kind of look at um, and sit in the muck of what's dark. The stuff, the shit, the crap that we, we tend to want to avoid and not look and defer and, and just um, because we think that the possible future of kind of looking at it is worse than just staying and sitting um, feeling like we don't have any choice. So, and that's about being curious and kind of trusting that uh, the universe has your back. So I do think, you know, a lot of people talk about peace and the light. Yes, very, that is true. But in the yin and yang, in the, even in the heart of the womb, it's a dark place. Like, primordial forces that bring us back to um, a state of innocence it's not it, it's uh, it's not necessarily unicorns and rainbows that are necessarily floating around there um, so that's two checking into the dark side uh, and then collaborating um, now, an interesting book that I'm going to call out that I wrote a blog on in 2014 is The Confidence Code, um, and it's by Caddy Kay and Claire Shipman, and it's an interesting book because they take a lot of scientific information, um, 
and kind of use it to kind of paint a picture about how women tend to, um, we tend to be perfectionists. We tend to ruminate, you know, over, over choices. And uh, what's interesting also is that under stress or trauma, we, our amygdala works differently than men. And we tend to go back uh, to, we kind of resort to emotions in order to, um, and emotions and memory to deal with trauma. So it kind of creates a, 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 an interesting loop. Um, so I do think it's important to kind of calm our amygdalas down. Um, and doing that is kind of going down, descending. And, uh, I'm going to mention her name again, but, uh, a few months ago, Carol Marie Fiorito, um, from Womb Awakening NYC, she talked about the descending into the body, down into the womb and root area. Uh, Susan Gala last week also talked about how neurologically, so Susan Gala from uh, Feminine Fitness from Within, she talked about how the pelvic floor, how it's connected to... uh, stress as well from our brain and how it's important to support it and heal it and balance it. Um, So yes, The Confidence Code is an interesting book. So if you're looking to kind of maybe seek out some additional self-confidence, I recommend that you check out that book. Um, And I also think it relates to a lot of times when we have trauma in our womb or root area, it's, it impacts our throat chakra and the ability for us to speak our truth. Because if we shut down on our raw emotions, our pain, um, it tends to block also the ability for us to speak our truth. So on that note, I'm going to take a break and we'll be back in two minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Visit InspiredToHelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at InspiredToHelp.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit InspiredToHelp.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting inspiredtohelp.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a form of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, inspiredtohelp.net. 
your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. are listening to the womb happy hour to reach lorraine giordano her guest or if you have a comment on the show please call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net now back to the womb happy hour hi everybody this is lorraine and we are talking about the Me Too movement, and I just was sharing a couple of uh, opportunities for healing. Because again, I think it's great what's going on. I think it's great that women are coming out in large numbers, and men too, speaking their truth. Uh, I do think, though, it's important individually for for people to focus on healing. So whatever that means to people, um, but I think from an energetic standpoint, energy healing um, is very powerful because it cuts through the noise. It cuts through some of the barriers that we build up um, consciously or unconsciously. And um, it helps to shift, create shifts. Um, so I talked about collaboration, tandem befriend. There is strength in numbers. But the strength in numbers with healing as well. So whether you go to a support group, a meetup group, um, and I'm going to talk about in a few minutes some some different ideas on healing um, sexual trauma. But um, there is strength in numbers, and there's also strength in looking at the dark side, like having the fear, uh, having the courage to individually kind of look at our junk, our dark, icky stuff, to dig in the dirt, um, to kind of find, because there tends to be lots of treasure there. Um, so what I'd like to do also is number three, hop, and that the opportunity is to, I think what this collectively is about, what we're going through, and I've said it numerous times on the show, and many guests have talked about it as well, but the balancing between masculine energy and feminine energy. And individually, we both have masculine and feminine energy. And I think that um, this is not to say that all guys are bad or that, you know, it's it's not about, it's, it's about the, the balancing because it's been, we do live in a very patriarchal, male-dominated, testosterone-driven um, kind of society. But I think we're at a tipping point. So we're at a pivot point. We're at a, the collective chrysalis is, is, is about to break, I think, and crack and open um, for some feminine energy to balance things out. And so... You know, I've had people say, Lorraine, I heard, you know, guests talk about feminine energy and the balancing. I've heard you talk about it and write about it. So, but there's still a bit of confusion. And so what I'd like to share right now is, um, and they're going to be on the guests, uh, they're going to be guests on the show soon, but I'm going to read an excerpt from Womb Awakening, Initiation, Initiatory Wisdom from the Creatrix of All Life. And it's written by Azra Bertrand and Saren Bertrand. And so... Here's information on the feminine. 
that I'd like to, to mention. So the feminine essence is a vibration of love that embraces everything with complete non-judgment. Everything is allowed. It is innocent, powerful, and creative. It is the force of life itself. This pure life force does not need our love, our devotion, our worship, our offerings, our sufferings, our atonement. It simply responds playfully and non-judgmentally to our own desires and actions and always extends pure love to us should we choose to want to open and receive it. And I'd also like to share, everything in existence holds a perfect harmonic blueprint and anything we do that creates disharmony is countered by a powerful force guiding us back into our original harmony. This is truly a force to be reckoned with. It means that no matter how far we have strayed from harmony, the moment we choose to heal, to learn, to love again, all the forces of creation conspire to support us. Only humans judge each other. Even our wounds are agents of love returning to love. And the feminine is really about divine softness. Uh, even if it's delivering radical truth or fierce compassion or is wild with primordial passion. As a race, we have hardened up. Love invites us to softness again. And I do think that this is an important time for us to soften because there is a lot of judgment going on with this movement, and I get it. Um, But in the healing process, I think we're being called to tap into this feminine energy, this feminine opportunity, this divine softness. And I think there um, holds a lot of beautiful miracles to come forth. So uh, I'd like to... And again, I'm just going to mention where I read that from. And they're going to be on the guests. Uh, they're going to be guests on the show. Uh, the book is Womb Awakening. The book is Womb Awakening, Initiatory Wisdom from the Creatrix of All of Life, Azra Bertrand and Saren Bertrand. And Einstein, <laughs> Einstein, Um, And I'm paraphrasing his quote, but in order to solve any problem, you have to kind of, the solution is in a higher vibration. It comes with a, you can't solve the problem with the same energy you did to create it. So I am pretty confident that, uh, that a lot of the guests, there are, a lot of women and men who are doing unbelievable, important work. And uh, I'm an energy healer, and I feel that's very important work, so I'm always available for assistance. Um, So if you... (laughs) I hope that you take a look at some of the guests that have been on the show and some upcoming guests, uh, especially during this uh, transitionary period um, where there is an opportunity for healing. So Susan Gala, fit. Feminine Fitness from Within, Carol Marie Fiorito, Womb Awakening NYC. If you need some intuitive guidance, James Benny from Benny Mudra Wellness. And there's a whole host of other people. Um, But I highly recommend um, that you seek out opportunities 
um, that resonate with you for healing. So I thank you for being uh, with me for this boom happy hour show. Um, and I wish you the confidence and the courage to know that uh, healing is possible. It is possible to feel joy and feel feel alive. Um, and so I'm going to read a quote by Rosie Perez because I think this is um, just kind of sums it up. So Rosie Perez in an article by The New Yorker um, was giving advice to her friend Annabella Sciorra. So to quote, Rosie Perez urged her to speak out. I used to treat water or I used to tread water for years. It's fucking exhausting. And maybe speaking out, that's your lifeboat. Grab on and get out. After I went public, it became a puddle and I built a bridge over it. And one day you're going to get there too. So thank you for being with me on this womb happy hour. Next week, Olivia Bergeron from Mommy Groove Therapy and Parent Coaching will be joining us. I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano. If you'd love to connect with me, send me a note. If you listen to the episode, Inspired to Health, tweet me, Inspired to Health, on Twitter, Facebook, and like me at Inspired to Health. And uh, I look forward to joining you next week. You're listening to the Womb Happy Hour. Uh, and remember to send a little love and light down there. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for joining us for the Womb Happy Hour. Be sure to tune in again for another edition featuring your host, Lorraine Giordano, next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have an excellent week.